0: ready for a new episode of KP Talks Dollars and Cents. Learn financial literacy and get real-time updates on all things housing, finance, and real estate with your host, Kevin Perenio. As an owner and C-level executive for 20 plus years in finance, KP is here to serve you with all of his knowledge and experience. Whether you're a broker, realtor, or just interested in the economy, this is the podcast for you. So let's get started. Here's your host, Kevin Perenio.
1: Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Corona, California. Well, we got housing start data coming out here in about three hours. For those of you that do the math um, for me and my late night here on the West Coast, apologize for not getting a video out to you Thursday. I actually recorded one. I watched it in my quality control team. We didn't like what I wrote and what I said, and I didn't like the way it was going to come out. And I. Deleted it and you'll never see it. So I apologize for only getting one video out last week. Um, But we do have some news that came out. The forbearance data in July has decreased to 0.74%. Now, remember a year ago this month, the uh, director Mark Calabria of the FHFA hit the entire industry with a 50 basis point adverse market fee, a tax on the American homeowner of 50 basis points. Could you imagine... What rates would be like right now when home affordability, according to National Association of Realtors, in June hit like the lowest number in like two decades or some crazy three decades. Can you imagine what 50 extra basis points would be doing right now when we had the fastest raise uh, rise in interest rates at the beginning of this year in the shortest amount of time ever? Anyway, um, good riddance to that fee. Um, but that happened a year ago, by the way. Um, And there are some taxes being raised in D.C., and I'll talk about that with the Inflation Reduction Act, Uh, not to be confused with the individual retirement accounts, different IRA. This is a different kind of investment in your future, which includes raising taxes, and we will get into that in a little bit. Um, But other than Housing Start data that's coming out, on Wednesday, we have retail sales. Super important. 70% of the economy, 70% of the GDP is based on consumer spending. Are they holding up? Are they still spending? Even if things are more expensive, are they still spending on more expensive things? I'll touch on that in just a second. And then I believe on Thursday, we have existing home sales data. So let's talk about consumers and what they're spending on. Last week, I talked a little bit about uh, the CPI and the PPI report on the video that you will never see. The Consumer Price Index came out last week, and that's basically the price uh, of uh, of goods and items that, um, that consumers pay. About 40% of that is housing type costs. That continues to go up and um, at a healthy clip. Food and energy, which is more volatile, which in the core CPI number, they strip those numbers out, even though human beings in America aren't allowed to strip out eating food and heating and cooling their homes or gassing up their vehicles if they're not in an EV, which I'll talk about an EV subsidy, if I have enough time, in the Inflation Reduction Act. But uh, the CPI numbers, the headline number, was actually down. So you went from uh, 9.1% to 8.5%. So um, all the talk of peak inflation is kicking back up again. So we had like a really crazy high 500,000 plus jobs report created for the month of July, which everyone's saying that gives the Fed the green light to make things even tighter and do 75 basis point hike Coming up in their September Fed Open Market Committee meeting, but then a week later, the CPI price uh, index, consumer price index, is actually a little lower. So, did we reach peak inflation? I mean, look, it's still pretty high, eight and a half percent. And even if you strip out uh, food and energy, the volatile components, uh, the core inflation is still relatively high as well. I think it's something like I don't know, um, five five point nine percent. So, it's still pretty high. Much higher than uh, the inflation rate, wage growth um, rates, uh, the Fed funds rates. So uh, the Fed is more than likely still going to do 75 basis point hike. I will say um, there was also a PPI number that came out last week. That's the producer price index. That's the cost of the input costs to make the goods that uh, producers uh, you know, create, which end up being bought as 70% of the economy's GDP by consumers um, that came down just a little bit as well. So CPI and PPI, not as high as expected, still elevated, still high, uh, but uh, down from record levels. Um, so there's one more big uh, PPI and CPI uh, print that comes out before the next Fed uh, open market community meeting. There's also the Fed's preferred number, um, the PCE and the um, CP, which like consumer price expenditures and producer Uh, price expenditures. Those are um, a different read, if you will, on inflation. So we'll see that number as they come out. Okay, so uh, some costs are coming down, still elevated year over year, and uh, we still are fighting inflation. And um, demand destruction is taking place. And when demand destruction takes place, um, the economy slows down. What does the bond market know that the stock market doesn't know. Now, I am not your financial advisor. I am not a licensed anything in the financial services uh, by any means. I am not responsible for your losses, only your profits. But the stock market's been rallying since the June 13th low, uh, which also happened to be the high in mortgage interest rates and the high of the 10-year treasury at 350. um, Things have gone in a positive manner for about two months. What is going on? Are we having a bear market rally? Are we just bouncing off the low, although still in an overall downtrend? You know, you've got 10-year, 2-year yield curves inverted, which are inflationary, uh, excuse me, recessionary signals. You've got weekly jobless claims continuing to rise, which is recessionary. Um, You still have heightened inflation, and you've got the Fed still saying they're going to hammer the Fed funds rate, which, if you look at housing... Which has been a canary in the coal mine. It has been a signal for the broader economy. It led us out of the pandemic-induced recession, and it seems to be leading us into whenever the next recession is. We already have two quarters in a row of negative GDP, which used to be pretty much, uh, you know, that was a signal that we were in a recession. But job uh, job losses haven't really taken place, and unemployment hasn't really ticked up, although they may have both found their peak of greatness and only get worse from here time will tell we will watch the data Uh, but having said all that um, if we are having what's a bear market rally if we are just having a bounce the bond market doesn't think that we're going to see growth if they thought that we would see a growing economy you would likely see the 10-year treasury yield rise but it's been pretty range bound it's been held pretty much between 255 and And a 285 mark. That's considerably down from a 350 mark, 348, at the peak of June 12th and June 13th. So, the bond market, the smartest people on Wall Street, the bond traders, the fixed income securities peeps, they don't seem uh, to think that there's growth on the horizon. Uh, The Fed still has to start quantitative tightening, by the way, which means um, running off their balance sheet of mortgage backed securities and treasuries. And um, that, of course, will impact the prices of mortgage interest rates. We shall see. Okay, now before I tiptoe into um, the most political way I can about what's going on in our business, I will say that the peer data that we reviewed uh, through the first six uh, months of the year, uh, PRMG was only down about 19% through June um, year over year. Most of the industry was down between 35 and 65%. The industry hit the brakes with these high interest rates, which I said peaked in June. And July was one of the toughest months in over three years for our industry. Only $129.5 billion in mortgage-backed securities of Fannie, Freddie, and Jenny, that's agency mortgage-backed securities, were traded in the month of July. That is way down. And so that will consider that will end up being lower fundings, not just in July, but also in August. Q3 is likely the low point of the cycle, potentially Q4 and Q1 around the same levels between now and when the next purchase season of spring kicks off, let's call it mid-February. These are going to be the roughest waters in our industry. Um, Bloomberg data gave me that $129.5 billion and they project the remaining uh, five months of the year to only have $800 billion in mortgage-backed agency business it's 160 billion per month. so we saw uh, Lone Depot shut down their wholesale uh, uh, channel. Unfortunately it's really great people working for that company which has been a really great company uh, in its own right um, but these are signs of companies trying to make moves strategically and what they where they want to focus their efforts where they want to focus um, their money and uh, and their time and so we're going to see more changes we've had closes with first guarantee mortgage corp sprout and there will be more to come so we'll keep an eye on that um no one's dancing over the uh, the tombstones here it sucks when people lose jobs a lot more to talk about i want to get into the inflation reduction act but we'll do it on thursday have a good one cheers hey it's kp coming to you live from culver city Last time I was on this construction site, it was scraped to the ground, for those of you who remember the, uh, the slab there. So we got, a, we, got a, we got some framing, we got some steel here. I'll give you a little tour here in just a second, but um, I know I normally don't do videos um, on back-to-back days, but we had Housing Start data come out this morning. So the video I put out at uh, 4 a.m. and then went home and got three hours of sleep and got up and grinded all day. Uh, drove out here to Culver City See some mountains there in the background. Got a nice little view here. Uh, it's like uh, right back there. So this is. Uh, there's no staircase, by the way. You had to get had a little rough and take a uh, take this uh, ladder up here. My buddy Jason is quite the uh, visionary when it comes to uh, designing. He and I went to University of Texas together. He was an architect. He's probably hiding over here. I don't know where he's at. You may see how there he is. He's hiding. So this is. The master hallway and that right there is uh you know a little skylight a little view got a little bedroom over there jack and jill bedrooms back in here bathroom balcony another one over here there's a whole downstairs which is awesome with a great room and um this is uh this is the master this is the door into the master which has its own little master deck a little patio right here all this will be walled off of glass and course typical la there's power lines everywhere so we'll put some hedging up there and make it look pretty but uh here we got uh, guys and gals who like the walk in closets got a lot of space here uh, we got a little private bath uh, i promise i'm going to talk about economic data i'm not just giving you a full-blown tour here but it's exciting to to do uh, this kind of project uh, this is all the master and um, there is uh all kinds of little gizmos and gadgets there's the pool down there if you remember that's where um, that's where that building was that was still up and uh, this whole thing is an RDU with uh, sliding glass doors and you know good little area it could be in bedroom uh, I want to thank Jeff Tesh and Chris Doran and the people at RCN capital um, making this possible with the uh, with the financing so thank you very much um, so housing starts were down 10% from June to July. Um, but um, by the way, that tree is absolutely gorgeous. And So this is all like glass so you can see it. My buddy Jason said he was going to put three lights over here and just like shine them up on the neighbor's light. I told him to ask permission. Although I don't know if it's a crime to shine a light on someone's tree. We'll see. Um, but yeah, housing, housing starts are, um, are down 10%. And, um, you know, we're at about a 1.47 million run rate for, um, for annualized, down from a 1.55 million. So uh, even uh, permits were down a little bit. So, what's interesting is uh, two home builders in America control 53.5% of all single family residence construction. And I think it's important to talk about the home builders. We talk about a lack of supply all the time. Um, in housing, and there is. And uh, I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel, but I don't blame the the home builders. I mean, think if you're Dr. Horton or Lennar, uh, both fantastically run companies with amazing uh, leadership. Um, you know, they find land, they buy land years in advance, they go through all the expensive bureaucracy and permitting process and finishing out the land, building out their communities and marketing it. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a long haul to do that. And, uh, you know, a year ago in May, lumber prices were absolutely insane. Um, they've come down uh, about halfway back, a little more. But, you know, why, why put all this excess inventory out there when you know the economy's potentially slowing? You've got uh, rising interest rates. Nobody bailed out the builders during the Great Recession back in 08. For those that aren't in the business, the only lenders that made it were either schmedium size like us, and some of the large ones, by the way, today were schmedium back then. Um, you know your uh, your rockets, or UWMs, your um, caliber barely even existed. Um, it's actually an old team that came out of the first Magnus uh, rubble and uh, place I used to work um, back, starting in 01. Um, Lone Depot was, uh, you know, all these companies that are big today um, were 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 the right size during the crash. Only the banks got bailed out by the government. And that's an important part because the government thinks that banks are the ones to bet on because they're so well capitalized. The reality is nobody survived it without money. But you know who bailed out the builders? Nobody, nobody bailed out the builders. You know, the people that actually create the product that we have to live in and put a roof over our head for shelter, nobody bailed them out. So I can't blame them for being conservative and making sure that they don't get out over their skis. Because if you remember the credit bubble that we had, They were building spec homes, and they were just putting money out there and product out there and resources out there, and they got clipped. And now there's just a couple builders that control the majority of the stock and supply. Now, there are some other builders out there. Um, There's probably another seven or so of pretty gigantic size. But a neighborhood like this, like in Culver City, um, you're not going to see these giant builders come in and build the stuff. You see custom home builders like my buddy Jason and his crew. Um, he's got about five or six projects going at any given time and what's amazing about this place is um, here in culver city uh, that is the amazon uh, studio that is the old culver city studios that's right movie studios and back there is another amazon studio and most of these people in this neighborhood um, own their home they're not renters so they love this construction even though somebody just came and asked us if uh, if the nail that was in her tire was from us and luckily it was a roofing nail and we haven't started roofing yet so uh we're like sorry lady uh i'm parked out front too i don't want to nail either um but you know custom home builders have a long runway ahead of them and um you know we need housing supply it's bottom line we need houses uh, you know we're building you know uh you know 10 10 million every or 20 something like 20 million units every decade something crazy like that i think that's a Right number, 20, 10 million, I believe is the number. We're 5 million short. All I know is we're a little under 5 million short of where we should be because we have a lost decade, basically from 2010 to 20. And um, now demand has been um, squelched a little bit with higher interest rates, but our good friends over there at MBS Highway, um, they do a good job of breaking down um, the information. Um, they, uh, they put out, I, I have not looked at the video, but the headline was pretty interesting. There's still about 40% of homes being sailed um, are in a bidding war with three and a half bidders. I mean, it's not—it's down from the peak of 70% uh, of homes back in January having a bidding war, but it's way higher than pre-pandemic in 2019 as they cited um, on NBS Highway, where only 10% of homes had a bidding war. Still a very healthy, strong market in the worst part of purchase season. Um, as we, you know, about to start school, um, it gets a little soft between now and February. And then as certain markets start to thaw out, we have our spring purchase season that kicks off. Locks start picking up in February and um, and really start kicking up, um, you know, all the way from March through June. Um, I'll add uh, one more thing, Altos uh, Research with Mike Simonson. Um, they have some good information um, talking about, I mean, they have weekly videos. You gotta watch this stuff on YouTube. These guys are awesome. Uh, Mike is on there every, every week doing videos. He basically, um, uh, is showing week by week the housing supply and the stock and all the information. And um, they, uh, the, he is projecting, as of right now, we're about 38% of listings have price reductions and that will probably peak here in the next 60 days. Um, and that would be just a little bit in the low 40s. And we have about a, we're down week over week from 450 median home price to 449K, according to his research. And he sees that getting down to about 415,000 median home price and potential flat home appreciation for 2023. Um, and that's just bringing our market back to a normal uh, market. And that's okay, considering how high we've run. So couple that, um, slowing down to a normal market, together with, um, you know, slowing economy. When will the Fed say, okay, and and potentially inflation being peaked. When will the Fed say, okay, we did our job. Um, I'll report back to you. I'll probably do another video, maybe Thursday night. Um, I got invited, for those of you that know, um, uh, I'm a big fan of Picasso, P-A-C-A-S-O. Please check it out. Um, I was uh, invited to a uh, soiree uh, in Santa Monica here in a couple hours. And uh, Spencer Raskoff is one of the co-founders. He's also the founder and, and original CEO of Zillow. So hopefully I get a chance to, to see him and talk to him about things going on. He's got a big L.A. tech uh, investment fund that um, he's part of. And obviously, he and Austin Allison, the founder of Dot Loop, they're co founders of Picasso. So I'll report back if anything cool happens there. Cheers.
0: You've been listening to KP Talks Dollars and Cents, a top rated show for those who want to learn about the economy and mortgage environment. Tune in each week for more episodes and please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Kevin Perenio does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through KP Talks Dollars and Cents. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. For more info, follow KP Talks Dollars and Cents on all of our social channels.